Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to this episode of Lessons in Savvy Living. I am Sia Knight. I'm your host. And this is the podcast where we have real women telling real stories and sharing real lessons. And I tell you what, we have a doozy for you today. I've got Alicia Galati and, and Make sure I said that correct. Yes. Okay. Galati here. And she's got quite a story to tell. But before we get into that story, Alicia, what are three things that people should know about you? Yeah. So three things that people should know about me is, uh, one, I live in North Carolina with my husband and two boys, one of which is delayed in speech. So that is a whole nother ball game that I never anticipated, but has been quite a journey for us. Mm -hmm. uh, two, I love all things savory and sweet. So like cue the lasagna and the Cabernet all day mm. long. <laughs> Lord have mercy. That sounds delicious, but go ahead. <laughs> yes. And number three, I am a podcast manager and uh, help people launch their podcasts and kind of run my own business doing that. Oh, wow. Okay. That's great to know. I, at the end of this, I'm going to make sure that everyone has your links and so forth, yeah. because uh, as I've been doing this, people are like, oh, podcasting. And I'm like, I can't teach you how to do it, but maybe there are people out there who can help. So I'm glad that you, you mentioned that. So that's yeah. wonderful. So listen, when I launched this, um, this vehicle, I said, I'm going to reach out to women and see who wants to kind of tell their story. And people got back to me. They had different topics that they wanted to discuss. And so I had like a little list of people and what topics they had and what they wanted to talk about. And then I got a message from Alicia. It says, hey, I'm a cult survivor. Okay, I didn't have several um messages with that there. <laughs> so I said, let me go ahead and invite Alicia on to tell her story. So today's topic is I'm a cult survivor. What is your story? And I'm going to sit back because I really want to hear this. I want to hear all the tea. Yes, it is quite a doozy of a story. Um, when I was little, I was about 11 years old, uh, my mother was a drug addict for the majority of her life, and she ended up joining a program for women and their children, and it was supposed to be an 18-month program, and we were there for 10 years. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> so okay. a lot of the, uh, it didn't start out, like a lot of things don't start out as a cult. Um, it ended up turning into that kind of as, like my mom was reaching the 18-month point of where she was ready to be released out into society mm -hmm. and around that time <clears throat> the director realized that the program wasn't really working people were coming back which addicts they have a really hard time with relapse it's pretty pretty standard but she wanted to make it more secure that people would not relapse and so there started to be talk around this idea of you're incapable of making decisions on your own. You need us to do this for you. You have to rely on us in order to make decisions. Um, a lot of controlling the money, controlling the time, the sleep, all of that kind of stuff. So that's around, that's when it got a little more extreme. So I was about 13 uh, around that time. But we, I ended up, I was homeschooled most of uh, throughout high school. And then 
then when I was 18 and I said, I want to go either join the military or I want to go to college or I want to do something with my life, uh, they said, no, you are going to go to hell <laughs> if you go to a regular college or leave here. And you have to go to this Bible college out in Pennsylvania. It's paid for. It's, you know, you'll be housed. You'll be taken care of. And if you don't go there, you won't be able to come home here, which is where my mom lived. So I'm the oldest of five kids. So I was like, well, I can't just leave my family. I'm, I'm 17. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> you know? Right. And so I went to the college. Um, and then when I was 21 years old, my mom decided that she wanted to leave and got a lot of backlash for it. A lot of your, you know, the kind of like sideways glances of, well, you're not going to make it anyway. Kind of, you'll be back kind of attitude. And that's, you know, afterwards was when I realized like, holy cow, I was in a cult. <laughs> so that's so interesting because I started writing down notes. I was like, okay, so part of it is what's the difference between a really um, persuasive group mm. and a cult, right? Because, you know, when you think about, okay, well, first mom is getting help. I'm like, that sounds like a yeah. good idea. Sure. Why not? Okay. And then they start controlling money. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. But then they tell you, you can't leave. Oh, right. And then you have to go to this particular college. You're, so your mom is the person who brought your children have to follow mm -hmm. what we mm -hmm. say. Yeah. So, yeah. How, so am I, am I tracking correctly? Like what defines what a cult is then? Yes. So a cult is a group in which my sister and I talk about this on our podcast. A cult is really a religion that has uh, not stood the test of time. That's how we define it. Because religions all started off as very cult-like. So it's simply a group that has a leader and that leader has no real authority above them, minus, you know, the general authority of the government and things like that. But sometimes they don't even say that they have that. They kind of take it to the next level of, oh, I am God. Mm -hmm. But in most groups, they, they still abide by local laws. They still handle it very peacefully in a way. But there's a few different types of cults. There's the more like Jonestown, Jim Jones, Death Cult, Manson Family, go out and murder people. Like, that's not what a lot of cults actually are. We just hear about those. A lot of cults are actually more psychological and they, take, they weave you into this idea that you have to abide by this standard or you are disowned. They pull you apart from your family. They keep you away from the people that would otherwise persuade you to leave. There's like, there's so many different things that go into it, but those are like the highlights. So very interesting. So there's a difference between being a member of a very, a strong group and mm -hmm. it being a cult. So it's, it, it's usually some kind of spiritual or religious kind of slant to it. So that's, yeah, that's usually. A, Okay, that's an interesting piece to to think about as well. Ooh, this is this is interesting and very scary too. So, yeah. and so your mom got involved with this group, and then stayed with this group for how many years? Ten years. Ten years, and then she decided she wanted to leave. How did she end up leaving? 
So I'm not entirely sure. She's since passed on. Uh, we lost her last year to an overdose. But she, we believe uh, that around this time, my grandmother, her mom, had moved from Minnesota to Syracuse, New York, which is where a lot of my family is from. Okay. And so I think my mom wanted to spend time with her mom. She knew she was going up in years. She was like, I don't want to move to Minnesota, but I'll go to Syracuse where there's like a lot of the family in that close knit group. And so I believe that that's what kind of pushed her to kind of take that step and finally leave. And she had some place with family that her and the kids could go to because um, I was 21, but my youngest sibling was 11. Oh. So he's, you know, she still had kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First of all, I'm sorry to hear about your mom you. passing. Um, my mom died 16 years ago and still feels like yesterday. So yeah. I, that, I know that's tough. But your experience. So when you were grown and you had gone to that college, so I guess maybe that was around the time when you guys were kind of um, getting out of that lifestyle. Is that correct? Yes. We, we actually left at one point uh, between my first and second year of that Bible college, and my mom went back because she had spent so many years of all of her decisions being made for her, everything being provided for her. She went out on her own and was like, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like this. I don't want it. And so she went back. And you see that a lot in like, cults are very much like abusive relationships, there's a lot of that tie and that control. And then when you leave, you're like, well, who am I without that? And that's exactly why she went back. So yeah, but around that time we did, afterwards we did leave. So another thing I find interesting is that your mom was obviously in a very vulnerable place Mm -hmm. when she connected with this group. Is that what cults try to do? Is that, do they prey on people who have this type of vulnerability for some reason yes absolutely and you definitely see that in the more devout followers that they have gone through some type of traumatic experience and they need that extra level they they're looking for something outside of themselves they're looking for some type of spirituality they maybe haven't found it in traditional organized church and so they're looking for a closer group something that really connects them with themselves and nature and and maybe a higher power. And then they, their leader is like, well, you know, I can do all these powerful things. And they see this, these things happen and they're like, wow. And so they stay. Um, one of the cults that my sister and I talk about, it's uh, Terry Hoffman's conscious development. And it was in Dallas, Texas for quite a few years. And she preyed on a lot of people in very vulnerable situations. Uh, one couple they had just lost their daughter to a drowning in their local pool and didn't find the, the mental and emotional and psychological support in their church. And so they moved, they looked to her. Hmm. She ended up marrying the husband. Like they got divorced after 25 years of being together because Terry Hoffman was like, Nope, this is going to (laughs) happen. Like that's the kind of dedication they gave her. And then another one, uh, she had lost her, her dad to a pilot accident like a plane accident. And then she lost her sister in a car accident and her mom was in and out of mental hospitals. So she felt so alone and she ended up giving Terry Hoffman her entire home, 
she her will was everything to her and she ended up uh killing her like driving off of a cliff literally driving off of a cliff and leaving everything to terry hoffman oh my goodness wow so that's a lot of um interesting stories and fascinating kind of um fascinating stories and i heard you say that you have a podcast what is this podcast alicia yeah, it's called Two Sisters and a Cult. Very meta. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we just, we go through different cults and we talk about different ones. Uh, right now when we're talking, uh, I'm going through Jonestown. And so I'm telling my sister all about Jonestown. And we kind of go back and forth. I'll t- tackle one cult fully and then she'll tackle a, f- a cult fully. And we kind of just tell each other the details, talk through it talk about how it relates to our own experience and we've found that it's extremely therapeutic for us to actually talk about the stuff that we went through because we spent so like the last seven eight years being like I don't want to think about it I don't want to talk about it it just happened and I have nightmares about it and I don't want to I don't don't want to go there you know right and so it's it's creating like almost allowing us to more on like better understand our mom and maybe what she was going through at that time. And uh, the reason behind it being as extreme as it was, and then seeing how other people are relating to that. Wow. So that, I guess my, my question was going to be kind of how have you worked through some of the issues and I guess talking about it and having this podcast, that's part of your healing process. Yes, absolutely. And it's connected us with people who are like, like raise their hand and say that I was there too. I've been in a cult. I was grew up in a cult. I had one person reach out to me just last week on our Instagram and say, this is the cult I was in. I left in 2019. Like this stuff is still happening. There are still cults out there and people, people stay in cults, not because they, they don't see it sometimes. Like they might actually realize, holy cow, I'm in a cult, but they might be too deep. And it has, it makes them realize that they have given years of their life to something that was not true, which is terrifying. So that's, that's interesting. It's been incredible. Well, I, so here's my question to you is what's the biggest lesson that you learned from your experience in, and being a cult survivor? Yeah, I think, I think that it makes me the parent that I am today because a lot of the things that I went through and the, the tactics that were used, it's made me more intentional about how I, how I treat my children, how I raise them, what kind of men I want my boys to be because it was mostly women in the program, but the director did have a husband and just kind of watching their relationship and their dynamic and, and really like how you want to be as a person, like it is dramatically changed a lot of that stuff because when I left, it's like I'm holding all of these beliefs and I'm not sure which ones are mine and which ones are just the cults. And so I'd literally drop everything and then pick up the ones that I was like, yeah, this is my original thought. This is what I feel is true to me. So I have learned so much about myself, about how to be a person, how to be a mom. It's been insane. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, and 
I'm glad that you were able to glean something positive from it because some people survive these traumatic events or incidents or I mean 10 years of it I mean it's not like a traumatic event it was a you a traumatic life for a while and I'm glad you were able to kind of get something out of it something positive and it sounds like that you are now um, using that as fuel of how you want to raise your children so that sounds that's great yeah Yes. So, oh my goodness gracious, my question to you is now we know about your podcast and also your business. If people wanted to connect with you, mm-hmm. Alicia, if they wanted to find out about the podcast, if they wanted to find out about your podcasting business, how would they find you? Yes. So two websites, there's two sisters cult.com and that'll have every platform that we're on. So what we very much believe in like meeting people where they are. So doesn't matter where you listen. We, we are on all of them. So you can go on there. It'll have a full list of all of the uh, platforms, two sisters, cult.com. And then Alicia That is where I host my business and uh, podcasting tips, tricks. I'm going to be launching a course soon on how to launch your podcast with raving fans from day one. Cause that's so important. Uh, and that's what we did because we didn't have an audience and we were just like winging it. <laughs> and so really being strategic about that. And yeah, so that's where you can find me. Okay. And I'm going to be finding you again. I'm going to look, <laughs> wait a minute, I'm going to look up some of this information as I move <laughs> forward in the podcasting and in this. So, but I really, really appreciate you sharing your story, your experiences, your background, because I, it's amazing to think about that people are having the same experience, but people are having the same experience. So I'm happy that you've come out of the shadows and you're willing to share that piece of your life. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me on today. All right. So that's it, everybody, for this episode of Lessons in Savvy Living. Until next time, everybody stay savvy. Bye.